Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome to this week's episode of Steelers War Room. I'm your host for this weekly show, Matt Peverell, the host of the show that likes to put them in the minds of Kevin Colbert, Omar Khan, Mike Tomlin, as they look to put together a winning roster uh, in 2021 and beyond, of course. And look, really, really excited to be able to bring you this show. Really, really excited. We're coming up to Christmas. We're coming up to the crux of the season. We're coming up to whether the Steelers are going to make this final playoff run, um, you know, in terms of winning the next couple of games that beat, obviously, the Tennessee Titans. We're going to talk about a little bit about that in today's show, as always, with the terms of the rookies' performance. Uh, they've got, you know, Kansas City coming up this weekend or a couple of days after, depending on COVID uh, situations at the moment. And then, of course, they, they have Cleveland at home before going and playing away uh, to the Baltimore Ravens to close out the season. And who knows, they're still in it. If they have seen Austin, they're still in it uh, in terms of going into the playoff run. And it's becoming incredibly tight um, as I record, you know, the time frame that I record this podcast. It's becoming incredibly tight in the AFC when you've got people like the Bills, you know, chasing for, you know, the AFC East against the Patriots. You've got, you know, the Colts and Titans, you know, a game difference now. 
Uh, the Colts are eight and six. Uh, you've got the Raiders there at seven and seven. You've got the Miami Dolphins who have won, I think, at six on the trot um, or five on the trot. Uh, they're, they're, they're seven and seven, I think, as well. So it, it's really starting to get tied together. As always, it, it's really important that I highlight what other what other sort of shows and content you can hear from behind the steel curtain, your one-stop shop, non-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, so behindthesteelcurtain.com is where you'll find all the written articles from guys like uh, you know, Jeffrey Benedict and Dave Schofield, the editor, senior editor, Jeff Hartman, Michael Beck, the deputy editor, Brian Anthony Davis, Big Bro Sco does the knee jerk reactions, KT Smith, um, Andrew Wilbar, uh, you know, and uh, Shannon White, uh, Tony Duffio, you know, the whole crew. I'm sure I might have left someone out. My apologies um, there. But, you know, all the articles are there. And then on the audio side, you've got morning, noon and, and the night shows, if you like, um, including my touchdown under with Mark or Mark and my touchdown under, which goes live on a Saturday evening in the US as we record it Sunday morning live on YouTube. Um, and then, of course, it goes onto the audio side. Uh, and then you've got all of Jeff's, you know, Let's Rides, Dave's Stat Geek, um, Jeffrey Benedict's, you know, on the cutting room floor. floor. You've got the Ohioans, um, the, you know, rank show. Um, you've got uh, Jeremy Betts with the, with the fantasy football fix shows, um, the, the Scobro show, you've got know your enemy. You've got the Steelers preview. You've got the hangover, um, the, the pre and post game shows, uh, the, the press conference coverage, the injury reports, um, the, you know, everything in between. I think I've covered it all off there after a minute and a half, but needless to say, you know, it, it's COVID times. People spend time away from family. People don't want to travel. People are finding hard to travel. It's the winter in the U S as well. Um, environmental factors at play, um, for everyone around the world. And so you might not be with a lot of family, but you can be with your VTSC family, uh, this holiday season. So, you know, look forward to a lot of content coming with you, uh, by the time you listen to this, uh, you know, I think I don't think Mark and my um, Merry Christmas special will be out yet. We just recorded that a couple of hours ago, so that was exciting. There, um, it's probably a little bit different to a lot of people's as well. And we tried to keep it a bit of a relaxed vibe, a bit of a holiday vibe there. Uh, but I hope you enjoy that. So today's show, and so yeah, I, I should say our, our Sunday show is going to be going live at, you know, on Christmas Day in the evening. So perhaps people will have finished um, from their Christmas Day, you know, events with family. They might be traveling home from it. You might be traveling to it if you go in between different people's houses, or you might be sitting at home stuffed full of food, or you might be preparing the last bits of Christmas dinner if you don't have Christmas, you know, lunches instead. Um, you know, I know a lot of Americans celebrate things on Christmas Eve as well and a lot of traditions. So, you know, we'll be going live. Maybe you can get a couple of family members in front of it. Mark and I always keep it PG um, as well. So, you know, really excited to hopefully have some new um, listeners, particularly from the audio side. Uh, and you don't usually get to join the video um, sort of side of things for YouTube. Perhaps it's one for you. So, look, on today's show, we'll obviously do the usual. We'll uh, go through the rookie report from the Tennessee Titans game. And then I'm going to have a look at a couple of those key contributors and where they're sort of sitting in the NFL rankings at the moment as well. Uh, I thought that would be an interesting you know, discussion for us to have uh, from that perspective. And then we're going to obviously preview the KC's rookies. Uh, as well. And then I've got a couple of, if we can get there, because I feel like this is going to be quite a bumper show. I keep promising we'll get there, um, you know, but it's really important, but then I would like to try and cover two college players um, that I did a bit of previewing uh, for and a bit of prep work around, but I'm very conscious about, oh, I do have players prepared each time I do these shows. 
as soon as we get talking and, you know, it's down to the getting to the business end of the season and, you know, it, it's sort of an interesting one with different bowl games coming up and different invites, people declaring and not declaring and all the rest of it. Um, you know, we're sort of in an interesting phase where I can't necessarily completely do a way too early preview, but it's not close enough that some of these guys are going to opt in, they're going to opt out um, where they're sitting in the rankings and what have you. So I do have two players prepared. Uh, but we'll see if we get there because it depends how we get going. I think I'm already like four or five minutes into this show already. So we'll just see how we're how we're traveling from that perspective. But look, obviously, interesting game here against the the Tennessee Titans. Steelers come away with the win 19-13. We know it's pretty clear from you know everything you would have heard since since the game, even though the Steelers are seven, six, and one now. Uh, you know, it was a pretty average performance uh from the Pittsburgh Steelers from the offense. Um, you know, 17, you know, rushes for 35 yards, one TD, 12 first downs, 16 and 25 passing completions for 148 yards, no TDs, no interceptions, three sacks for 15 yards total, net passing yards, 133, total yards, 168, five penalties for 30 yards, third down, down conversions, two of 11 uh, no fourth down conversions attempted, um, so therefore no issues there. Time possession, Tennessee had 39 minutes and eight seconds, and we had 20 minutes and 52 seconds. I mean, it's just unfathomable that they come away with the win, but that's what turnovers are. You know, when you commit turnovers, uh, that's going to be a real problem uh, for you from that perspective. Um, and, you know, according to Pro Football References, expected turnover um Expected points contributed by turnovers and offense minus 16.14. That's incredible. Um, you know, and, and that cost them the game. You know, they lost by six. 16 points is the difference there. Uh, good on Chris Boswell for banging them over. Um, you know, but from that perspective, as always, Najee Harris, uh, you know, a contributor, but didn't probably had his worst game for the Steelers with 12 attempts for 18 yards, a long of seven, he had five targets, two receptions for eight yards, long of five. Pat Freemuth obviously went off with the concussion, but he caught four from four for 37 yards and a long of 14 on the day. So well done to Pat Freemuth. Well, and look, if we're going to score the 30 points required um, potentially to beat KC, uh, you know, whenever we're going to play them, whether it's, you know, what we call Boxing Day or afterwards, he, he is going to need to be, you know, he's a key contributor for that and we really need him to get out of the concussion protocol. Uh, he drove home from the game, so hopefully he's, you know, you know able to get through that protocol quite easily, um, you know, and, and it would be an advantage, I think, for us to have him back, even though, you know, if, if the end of the game had to be delayed as a result. I know they've activated Kevin Dotson in the past 24 hours to me recording the podcast, um, but then uh, again, you know, Kelsey and 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 Hill, Tyreek Hill, are both on the COVID list for Kansas City, so that could be really helpful, um, you know, fr- from our perspective. But anyway, so that that was Najee and, and Pat Freemuth, and then you look at the defensive side of the football, Derek uh, Tutska, you know, one sack, well done to him on the day. It's an awesome milestone to have. Uh, three tackles, one solo, two assists. Uh, there you had Isaiah Loudermilk with four tackles on the day. You know, great contribution from him. One of his best games so far as a Pittsburgh Steeler, and he is a rookie. Trey Norwood found, you know, had a tackle there as well uh, from his perspective. But, you know, 
The offensive line, I think Kendrick Green was a bit better this week. Um, you know, I think I think Dan Moore did an all right job. I do have to go back and watch more of the game again. I haven't had my chance to do that. I usually do get to do that before this show, but I, I have had a I had a relook at the highlights again. Um, I always do it before Mark and my show, particularly um, you know, every week, or at least to try to get to the first half each time. So uh but look, 100% of the snaps for Chooks, um, sorry, not Chooks, but he did have 100%. But for Dan Moore there um, and Kendrick Green, obviously, look, Lou on the line had a tough day at the office at tackle um, and, and guard. And I think that put a lot of pressure everywhere else um, as well. I don't think he played at tackle. I think preferable reference have him listed as a backup tackle, which is why he's got a T next to his name, not a, not a guard, if you know, anyone else is looking at that too. Um, from that perspective, you know, Freeman's played 45% of the snaps uh, there. So, you know, again, would he have played more like 85-90? It depends when you when you think about that injury and how they've used tight ends. He had 75% the week before. Uh, so interesting from that perspective. On the defensive side of the football, you know, Loudermilk, you know, played 30% of the snaps. So he almost got a third in there, which I think is pretty good when you're in his position. And we're going to be talking about, um, you know, him a little bit there. Later on in this show as well, uh, from that perspective, Big Press had an interesting day. We're going to talk about him uh, as well in the season so far. Uh, pretty interesting from where he's sitting at things, but he didn't have didn't have the best day at the office, uh, you know, in this Sunday game, and you know, co- copped a little bit of criticism. I think Jeff was calling him, um, you know, small press, and, and Bad was calling him D press. Uh, but he had five punts on the day for 199 yards, an average of 39.8, long of 51. He had a really short one. I think it was 27 yards was the short one. Uh, so not not great from him there. So what I wanted to do next was talk a little bit about Pat Freeman. So Pat, and, and I just sort of did some measurement against some of the other tight ends around the league, um, you know, and, and where Pat's sitting. And so Pat Freeman right now has played – 14 games, he started in nine of them. His yards per reception on the season right now is 8.26. Um, so yards per reception yeah, on the season is 8.26. He's caught 49 from 64 for 422 yards, seven TDs, um, 28 first downs, and a catch rate of 76.67%. And so you're sitting there, and I don't want to rattle off the, the numbers for all these other competitors, but I sort of measured him against a few other either big name tight ends or tight ends in the AFC that have been particularly notable uh, that the Steelers have played this season. So they were Mark Andrews, who he got compared to by Kevin Bayard in the lead up to the Titans game, Jared Cook, Rob Gronkowski, George Kittle, um, and, and CJ Uzmoa um, as well. There's no point comparing to Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts plays a lot more like a wide receiver. Um, you know, so when I looked at some of these players, you know, and some might say it was Kittle as well, but I, I think, Kill does a lot more blocking, and you think about that with the run game um, that the 49ers have. So when I, I measured them all against uh, receptions, TDs, yards, and yards per reception. So Mark Andrews is was first uh, for receptions. Uh, George Kittle was second. Pat was third. Jared Cook was fourth. And CJ Uzmoa was fifth. Now, the reason I chose CJ Uzmoa on this list, you might sort of say the other names I can understand, um, you know, but why CJ Uzmoa? And the reason CJ Uzmoa is because going about halfway through the season, he had five TDs as well when Pat had four, and he was having a sneaky good season. And he's a key part, um, I think, of the Bengals' offense in a lot of games. So that's why I included him on this list, uh, just for any questions that are asked there. So 
that was that was a reception reception side of things. Then from touchdowns, Mark Andrews first. Um, he has got ten on the season. Pat Freemuth second. Uh, Rob Gronkowski and George Kittle tied for third. CJ Usmol fourth, and Jared Cook fifth. Yardage: Mark Andrews first, George Kittle second, Rob Gronkowski third. Usmol and Jared Cook are tied at fourth, which I found really interesting. And then I mean, they're about four fifty yards or so. And then Pat Freemuth. Um, came in at, at fifth there when you've got a tie for tie for fourth. That's not too, too too bad when you consider all the other things that we talked about: the Steelers' offense going off injured with concussions in games, being behind Ben Roethlisberger with Ben Roethlisberger in this offensive line, being the rookie in the group. Uh, you know, let's take that with a grain of salt. Then yards per reception: uh, third for Mark Andrews, fourth for Jared Cook, second for Rob Gronkowski, first for George Kittle, who's had some breakout you know games after coming back from injury, fifth CJ Uzmola, and then sixth. Pat Freemuth. So there's room for him to improve there. But then again, you take that with a grain of salt. You think about the like, you know, the play action passes, the, the deep seam routes that Mark Andrews has been set up with at times. You know, you think about Jared Cook with 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 Herbert there as a the quarterback. And this is the other factor. You think about the quarterbacks I'm talking about here, right? Robert Gronkowski with Tom Brady there, who is known and knows how to get him into play, you know, for years. Then you think about George Kittle as well. You know, and and the run game and the seam routes and the, and the sort of way that 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 Garoppolo is able to use him or that Lance um, in the few games that he's played, I think he there was only had one game where they overlap, but I think Trey Lance, um, the way he use the way he uses the tight ends or the way he the potential for there is is particularly high when he's one, you know, the best one of the best tight ends in the league. Um, and then CJ Osmola, you'd expect to be a bit more there with you know Burrow using as a as a safety blanket. The other thing that I didn't include Travis Kelsey on this list because Kel- Kelsey was so far ahead of the way of these guys. And he had over a thousand yards. Now it was a thousand and twenty-two uh, there. And then he also had 14 TDs on the season. I'm pretty sure so far. So from my perspective, you know, and also he's currently COVID list, but he's by far and away at the moment, the best player on the season um, so far, you know, at the tight end position, you know, in the NFL. And so comparing Pat as a rookie to him would be would be silly. Yeah, that's right. I can confirm that he's definitely got he's only got seven touchdowns on the season so so far. So it's equal to um to Pat Freemuth. Uh they've both played 14 games. And then yeah, Travis Kelsey's 83 receptions for a thousand and sixty-six yards. So um a bit close there from the touchdown perspective. But what I what I basically want to do is just highlight where Pat's where Pat Freemuth is sitting after all these games. And it just shows uh, for weeks after week after week, I've said he's going to be really using really key down the stretch. He's really key, you know, in the years to come. This sort of proves it. He he can be up there with the right quarterback, with the right offensive line. I'm not saying Ben's the wrong quarterback, but, you know, with more experience under his belt, with, with, with time, with him getting bigger, with him not missing any time for concussions, you know, Pat Freemuth can be a massive, massive contributor to this team for a very long time. And that's not a shock to anyone, but I just thought it'd be cool to um, really understand, you know, where he was sitting, you know, so far when it comes to some of these other, you know, tight end leaders. The next player I wanted to do a bit of a spotlight on uh, was D-Press, Presley Harvin III. Now, look, I think people are going to be measured on him as well. Uh, You know, his father's obviously going through a very tough time um, at the moment. So, it is what it is, but I thought it'd be interesting. So he's on 62 punts on the season so far, which I believe is tied um, for six for six in the league. Jordan Berry's got 61, if that's any context. Uh, he is 10th in yards with 2,684. 
Uh, his long is 64 uh, and yards per punt of 43.3. Now, Cameron Johnston from Houston, which you'd expect with how many falls down, you know, three and outs, they'd go in order, but he's kicked for 35, 3,500 yards, 3,514 yards of 75 um, punts. Michael Dixon, the Aussie uh, from the Seattle Seahawks, has kicked uh, 70 punts at two uh, for 3,327 yards. And then you've also got there uh, Jordan Berry, as I said, I thought I'd just highlight what he's kicked. He's kicked 2,830 yards off his 61 punts. So his, his average is a bit better than the big presses. Um, but from fifth to eighth, they're all in the 2,800. So needless to say, you know, uh, big press with a, with a bit, of, bit of good performance toward the end of the season uh, can, can definitely move up these rankings. That's not bad for a rookie. Uh, you know, I know still spent a sixth round on him, but that ties him in for, what is it, three or four years. Um, and then also, you know, we're not having to spend large amounts of cap on this position either, you know, in terms of the ratio of what you're paying a punter is always a lot less, um, but you're spending even a, a, less, a lesser proportion of that. So get like, you know, and Mike Tomlin in the press conference this week got asked about big press. And he basically said, we expect him to step up to the adversity regardless of whether that's on the field or not. It's, it's actually really refreshing to hear a coach show a bit of faith in him. He's not shanking every punt. You know, it's different. It's not like the quarterback position where he's being left to, you know, hang out to dry. Um, he'll get better. I think he's great down the stretch. He has kicked some awesome ones for us and put us in good, good positions I, I think it was the Vikings or the Chargers game that he did that particularly great one, you know, two yards out. So, you know, have a bit more confidence in depress. Um, I'm calling on that this week because he's probably got some people feeling a bit depressed and that's more a joke on them. Um, but, you know, he can, he can come back. And it, I think it's terrific, you know, first season in the NFL so far for, for Presley Harvin the third. So the next player we're going to look at is Najee Harris. Uh, 249 rush, rush attempts on the season so far, 891 yards total for 3.6 average, 50 first downs, 6 TDs, averaging 63.6 yards per game, um, averaging 17.8 attempts rushing per game, 18 broken tackles on the season so far. Uh, they're eight, 62 from 80 in terms of receptions for 405 yards, 19 first downs, provides Ben with a quarterback rating of 100.3 when targeted, three TDs. Pretty terrific performance so far from Najee Harris. I mean, I think we're going to see him finish with probably about 1,100 um, rush yards, hopefully more, but that's that's where he could finish there with another 210 on the season, um, you know, and probably around that 600 mark for reception. 1,700 or so yards in your first NFL season is nothing to turn a blind eye to, particularly against a very young inconsistent, um, fresh O-line that's, you know, really missing a few guys. But again, I thought I'd, I'd sort of rank him um, against some other key running backs in this league, namely, you know, in the AFC. Um, and then I thought I'd throw in James Conner there because, you know, everyone wants to keep going on about James Conner. And I think I saw today he made the Pro Bowl as well through Twitter. I haven't had a chance to double-check that on the site, manfl.com. Um, you know, so I ranked him against Nick Chubb, James Conner, Austin Eckler, Damian Harris, and Joe Mixon. Uh, Damian Harris I'm interested in because I think that the way the Patriots use their running backs, um, you know, is, is quite interesting. And in it, whilst he's their lead, I would say, in their running backs as well, they do like to use a few guys. So 
they're just the guys I compared, and, and, and the Patriots have done well down the stretch so far. Eckler, we've obviously played. Joe Mixon's in division, so is Chubb, who's struggled the last few or four weeks to the point even his Madden rating went down, I found out today. Um, but let's look at it. So uh, Najee is third in terms of yards. Um, actually, I should also say, Nick Chubb's played 11 games, Damien Harris 12 games, James Conner 14 games, Austin Eckler 14 games, Joe Mixon 14 games. Uh, there from from that perspective. So that, that's just the key one uh, to, to, to put in at the start to sort of quantify the the numbers in terms of they've been able to get their performance over. And then Najee, of course, has had 14 games too. So Yards, uh, Nick Chubb second with 1,017. James Conner sixth with 700. Austin Eckler's fourth with 789. Damian Harris is fifth with 754, and Joe Mixon is first with 1,094 yards. TDs. Uh, so you've got Nick Chubb at fifth with seven, James Connor first with 14, uh, Austin Eckler 10 uh, touchdowns for third, Damian Harris nine touchdowns for fourth, Joe Mixon second uh, there with 12, Najee has, is sixth uh, there, you know, in terms of his his touchdowns. Uh, so, you know, that's, that. I mean, he's a rookie. Um, he's not playing behind the best of the line. Then we look at uh, average. Uh, so Nick Chubb has the highest average with 5.4 yards. Uh, then you've got uh, James Conner is fourth with 3.7. Austin Eckler is second with 4.6. Damian Harris is equal to second with 4.6. Joe Mixon is third with 4.2. And then you've got Najee there um, in fifth uh, with 3.6. So he's almost ahead of James Connor, uh, you know, and they're a little bit off the pack from the other guys as well. And you would have hoped that Najee could have averaged about four. Let's not say he can't by the end of the season, but he's going to have to have a really strong finish and some big runs like Mark asked in his Merry Christmas Steeler podcast uh, for for, for a 50-yard breakaway run. Then if you look at receptions, I thought that was interesting to measure how these running backs are used in the passing game. Nick Chubb has 16. That's no surprise given the smaller games and also he's more of a traditional, you know, power back. Um, James Conner is third with 31. Austin Eckler is first with 62. Damien Harris is fourth with 16. Joe Mixon is third with 29. Uh, you know, so when you look at that, Najee, uh, you know, he has 62 as well. Um, so he's tied there for first Um you know, with with Eckler. Uh, then you look at the yardage on the season so far. Uh, you know, Nick Chubb is 114, which is fifth for receiving yards. James Connor, 334 for third. First is Auckland, Austin Eckler with 558. Uh, then you've got six is Damien Harris with 84. Fourth, Joe Mixon, 204. And then Najee's second there uh, with 405 yards, which is pretty cool from that perspective, that dual threat. Um, and then TDs. Uh, Nick Chubb is fourth with one TD. James Connor is third uh, with two in the receiving game. And you've got Austin Eckler with seven. That's first. Uh, then you've got um, Damien Harris there with who's third with two joe mixon has none and then uh naji uh has three receiving touchdowns so far on the season and that's you know equal 
equal second uh, from that perspective. Um, sorry, not equal second, that's second, it's not right, because there were two thirds. So that gives you a sense of where Najee um, is sitting uh, from the offensive side of the football when it comes to the rush game and where he's sitting against some competitors. So that's it for part one. I know it's a very long part one. Join me for part two. I'm going to look at a couple of quick things to note about two defensive players there um, and then on the rookies. And then we're going to look at the KC rookies and then I'm going to try and get to some college players. Woo! Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. And with that, that wraps up the usual parts of the show that we do with the Rookie Rooms. And I know the show's going quite a while, so uh, we're going to keep it quite short. Um, I'm going to only preview one player from the college side because I know it's Christmas. I know people have got less time. want to keep it within 40 minutes or so um, there. But that's uh, the Georgia Bulldogs' is Devontae Wyatt uh, defensive tackle. I think the Steelers need some depth there. I know, you know, uh, my BTC colleague on the on the written side of things, Andrew Wilbur, who does a lot of draft and college players stuff, and he's really good stuff. So you make sure you check him out. Um, he's talked about Jordan Davis um, on that team, but I want to talk about the other guy, uh, Devonte Wyatt, um, who's who's played four years now. Uh, you know, in terms of of, of college football, uh, forty six total tackles so far. Uh, 12, 12 of those are for a loss. Um, sorry, that's 46 solo, 62 assists for 108 tackles overall in his career, three pass defense, one one false fumble, sorry, two false fumbles, one fumble recovery. Um, you know, in terms of false fumbles on the season so far uh, in the SEC, he ranked number three um, with, with those two. So pretty terrific um, overall, you know, for him right now. He's, according to Pro Football Network, uh, I do like what there's their draft stuff. They have him as listed as the fourth Uh you know, top defensive, top 10 defensive tackle for the draft as of their October 28th article. You know, and there's a few other guys in this list that I, that I sort of looked at, but I like him because I feel like he's a guy that will be available in the third when I think the Steelers could pick one. I think the Steelers need to go O-lineman, um, you know, or, or quarterback potentially um, in the first, but I'd, I'd prefer to see, a, you know, them trade up and go early in the second for a quarterback. Um, but I think they need to go O-lineman, um, cornerback is obviously a key position quarterback. And then I think it is a defensive lineman. I really do. Um, you know, they will need replacement wide receiver if they can do that in the third or the fourth. Um, but even, if, you know, he might fall through the draft process. But I, I see them more likely to get a Devontae Wyatt than getting a Jordan Davis um, from that perspective, even if it's beat best player available um, that people think that they should be doing. But that's what he's done in college um, so far, according to, you know, the sports reference, which is Pro Football Reference's version of, the, of college football um, from that perspective. But I wanted to have a look at his uh, PFF numbers as well uh, uh, on the season so far. Um, so 
At Clemson, he had a defensive PFF grade of 75 um, in that game in game one. Uh, rush to run defense was 68, tackling was 70.2, pass rush was 72. Against Carolina in week three, um, you know, 78 was his grade overall. Uh, run defense, 76, tackle 72, pass rush 66. He had a bad game against Vanderbilt. Everything was in the below 65s. He had a great bounce back game against Arkansas with a defensive grade of 90.4, run run defense grade of 80.1.7, tackling grade of 75.6, pass rush defense grade of 81.7. Then he he had a tough game against Auburn and and Kentucky where everything um, was below 75, but in almost all ratings, he was below 67. Uh, so you sort of, and I don't mean to read every individual one out for you. Um, so if you're driving right now, you might go to sleep um, and have, a, have an accident. We don't want that. Um, but needless to say, he had two tough games. Then he came back against Florida and Missouri and picked, Missouri and picked it up again. He had an awesome game. Um, so all those numbers were pretty much around the 75 mark. And then against Tennessee, uh, he came back with a defensive grade of 91.9, run defense grade grade of 83.2 tackling of 76.3 pass rush of 90 you know 0.4 there uh so pretty cool there you know and then that came uh with no sacks um he's had four sacks in the season so far so we'll just put that in perspective uh had a decent game then against charles southern came back against um georgia tech had an okay game and then against alabama um run defense grade of 72.6 then he had, a, sorry, defensive grade seventy two point six, run defense grade is forty nine point seven, um, tackle grade twenty eight point three, pass rush, you know, fifty nine point one, and coverage grade of sixty eight. So coverage wasn't too bad. His overall defensive grade on the season so far is eighty nine point seven. His run defensive grade overall on the season is seventy eight point one. His tackle grade is sixty eight point eight, and his pass rush is eighty four point four. This is why I think it's interesting, you know, for him because he's got the four sacks. He's got a really high defensive grade overall. He's got a high pass rush, and I think you see that from the Steelers' defensive tackles and interior defensive linemen. They want them to have pass rush. He doesn't miss a lot of tackles either. He's missed 9.7 on the season so far. Um, Sorry, he's 9.7% for three tackles missed overall on the season so far. You know, he is a big bopper at 315 pounds, six foot three. So he's over that 300 pound mark that you want. So he's slightly bigger than Javon Hargrave when he entered the league, I think as well, um, at the 6'3 mark too, because I think Javon Hargrave is 6'1 and a little bit or 6'2 um, from that perspective. He's had 16, four, 16 quarterback hurries in the season so far, two hits, um, two you know batted passes um, as well. Yeah, I just think it's a really interesting sort of position for him. His season grades as well. It's his highest this year, and that's obviously due to George's um, great defense. But his defensive grade has always has been 76.3 in his rookie year, um, 75.3 so rookie year, 77.2 2019, and 72.9 uh, in 2020. But he played a lot less um, snaps, obviously. He's played 1,408 snaps in his career so far. Uh, you know, the most of those is, is, you know, he's played 342 this season, um, you know, 135 run defense, 205 pass rush, two coverage. That's how he gets his 68 grade there. Um, from that perspective, he's only had one penalty against him as well. Uh, so, you know, that that's pretty cool from that perspective. He's had seven sacks in his career so far in college football, nine quarterback hits, 69 hurries um, as well. 
65 tackles overall. He misses less than 7% of his tackles um, there, you know, so I think that that's really, really important. Um, two forced fumbles came this season in his career. He's a guy that I could just, uh, he's just sort of guy I see the Steelers drafting. Top school, SEC, makes the tackles. A lot of people are going to go after Jordan Davis. They're going to forget the guy next to him. It, it just reminds me of like a Kevin Dotson and Robert Hunt um, situation where Robert Hunt was drafted by Miami to play tackle. I think they moved him into guard now um, out of, you know, UL Lafayette, um, Louisiana Lafayette. And and I, he's just a guy I see. I feel like he fits the Pittsburgh Steelers. He's the right height. He's the right weight. He's a good school, um, you know, consistency, something he's, he needs to fix. Equally, he's going to have to really show up in the draft process um, and combines and stuff like that. But he's a guy I, c- I could see on this Pittsburgh Steelers defensive um, front. He's a guy that I think would easily get ahead of uh, over Bugs, and I would hope we could be able to get ahead of um, you know Wormley there. He's a guy we can build around if Aluwali. What if Aluwali doesn't come back? People have been talking about that, but Aluwali doesn't necessarily have to come back. I think he's 35 next year. Um, so no, nothing to say he's definitely coming back. But that's Devontae White. Next week, I'm going to look at a couple more players, including including Colby Harvell Peel, who I wanted to preview this week. Um, but I just wanted to say to everyone, this is going to go live on your Thursday. Have a very Merry Christmas, a safe New Year. I'll be coming to you live again, um, both on TDU uh, and also be coming to you through War Room as well before the New Year. But have a very safe and Merry Christmas. Relax. Go Steelers. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. 
your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply.